The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it's Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there in the jump seat today. Making us sound good. She gave away the game yesterday. Uh, it's Ashley Peckle. Howdy. Speaking of the game, you're going to two of them today, right? I am. I will be at the doubleheader at AT&T Stadium, uh, DeSoto and Southlake, and then Allen and Rockwall. Fun, fun. Fun times in Cleveland. Today. I will be in an air-controlled yeah. stadium. I, I can't tell you how after two seasons of doing this, this will be the first time I'll be like indoors, yeah. and I am so excited. Yeah, I've got to tell you, I was kind of hoping Jerry was going to open the roof. Oh, Ashley's coming. we got to open the roof. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would be um, my luck. <laughs> that would be awesome. I'm so excited. Uh, do we have first four through the door? We'll introduce our guest here in a minute. Oh, Although you well, know him. there he is. <laughs> Hello. Um, yes, we've got uh, Stephen Cassie, Ruben Rio, Samuel DeLeon, and Tony Blaylock. And in the building for a very special playoff edition of Mailbag Friday. <laughs> so special. The back from special. Back from Gladewater, it is... Dave Campbell's Texas Football High School Football Insider, Matt Steph. Yes, so exclusive, so premium, and so choice, right? Extremely <laughs> premium, extremely choice. Sounds yes. like a cover girl ad. <laughs> this yeah. The way he said it, I'm, like the I'm, easy, breezy, beautiful, you know? I don't – I'm I'm not as familiar with cover girl ads as no, other I'm people in this room, I guess. So. Today is Friday, November 22nd, 2019. <laughs> Six days until Thanksgiving. Their blush is nice, though. Six! <laughs> <laughs> Episode 863. <laughs> 863, the number of plate appearances for John Ellison in his Lester's Texas Rangers career. On today's show, guys, uh, we're going to announce Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week, the Assistant Coach of the Week, and then it's Mailbag Friday. We're answering your questions live on Facebook over here on the comments. <gasps> you got right it. Here, Yay. Right here. <laughs> this is where the comments are going. So uh, ask your questions. Uh, I mean, let's be real. If you have college football and recruiting and romance and travel questions, we're happy to field those two. But you're probably here to talk a little bit of high school football. We're happy to talk about it. And we've got I thought you had the romance expert in the house right here. Oh, we do. Yeah. That's true. We got the, we got the oh, romance the, the romance expert. Uh, no, not uh, really. Matt Stepp <laughs> here. Um, but so if you have any questions about romance, field them to Matt Stepp. Oh, He's also a high school football expert, so we can get into all of that coming up here. So ask your questions on Facebook over here. Nice, you got it right there. That's where Dave Campbell's Texas Football, along with Wells Fargo, and in conjunction with the Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl, is proud to present the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award to the most serving high schooler in the state of Texas. Each Monday at noon, TexasFootball.com announces 10 candidates for that week's award based on the previous week's on-field performance. So we then leave it to you at TexasFootball.com. Voting closes uh, each Friday at noon, which reminds me... Close the voting. <laughs> Closing uh, at noon oh seven. Noon oh seven. Who's counting? Uh nothing changed though. We still have the same winner. With the end with the winner 
being announced shortly thereafter. <laughs> the poll has just closed. And your Week 12 by district, Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week is... Midland Greenwood quarterback Weston Wilbur went 13 of 18 for 350 yards and six touchdowns passing for the Rangers. Congratulations to all uh, the nominees. Uh, Wheeler quarterback Heston Marshall, San Sabo running back Eli Salinas, Price Carlisle quarterback and safety Carlos DeLeon, Hawley running back Colton Marshall, Arlington Lamar wide receiver Trayvon West, Needville running back Ashton Stradick, Hampshire Finette quarterback Marcus Morris, Refurio wide receiver and defensive back Antoine Gross, and Sundown quarterback Christian Huey. But a very special congratulations to the Week 12 by district, Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week, Midland Greenwood quarterback Weston Wilbur. Very well deserved. Who do they have this week? Uh, Greenwood has um, Aubrey. Aubrey. They'll be yeah. favorite in that one, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah they're pretty big favorites. Okay, well. Good luck, Aubrey. <laughs> yeah, good luck. <laughs> Derry Max. Derry Max and Dave Cable's <laughs> Tech School are proud to team up this year to honor excellence in coaching and the hard work that assisting coaches put in on behalf of their teams. Each week, the TexasFootball.com staff nominates four deserving ca- uh, assistant coaches across the state for the Derry Max, built by Chocolate Milk, Assistant Coach of the Week. And let the fans decide via Twitter poll. It all leads up to the Derry Max, built by Chocolate Milk, Assistant Coach of the Year, decided at season's end. Your Week 12 by District. Dairy Max, built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week, is Victoria West Defensive Coordinator Trey Alley. The Warriors' defense dominated all night, holding La Jolla Palm View to just 133 yards of total offense in a 44-7 win. Congratulations to all the nominees. Stratford Defensive Coordinator David Lantelme, uh, South Lake Carroll Offensive Coordinator Marshall Williams, and Giddings Offensive Coordinator Mike Adams. But a very special congratulations to the Week 12 by District Dairy Max, built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week, Victoria West Defensive Coordinator Trey Alley. Very well deserved to him. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Okay. Oh, uh, TexasFootball.com slash Insider. Yes. I'm bad at this. Subscribe. Subscribe, please. And don't be mad at us for sharing our subscriber content on our Facebook page. It's kind of like how we promote things. Yeah. Guys. So TexasFootball.com slash Insider. Uh, the holidays are coming. Get mm. your get get your sweetheart, get your lover, mm-hmm. uh, subscription to Dave Campbell's yes. Texas Football. It's creepy when you say lover. Like <laughs> yeah, I didn't like that one. <laughs> nothing. There's no more. There's no more sensual gift than a subscription <laughs> to Dave this Campbell's Texas Football. Yeah, this is turn. weird. Yeah, <laughs> this is taking a, a dark turn. Can, can I get the number to HR, please? <laughs> 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 Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. <laughs> Two magazines, including the recruiting edition, which we send to press today, uh, and uh, the 2020 summer edition, plus a year's worth of exclusive online content, including all your mockery alignments are up now, right? Yeah, uh, 682A. We got them all up. Yes. Uh, so check that out, texasfootball.com slash insider. Makes a great gift as well, texasfootball.com slash insider. And yell at me for putting your team in a bad district, even though I have no – it's just my guess. It's just, sorry. It's just my yes. guess. I tried. It's Mailbag Friday. We're answering your questions about high school football, college football, recruiting, lifestyle, romance, travel, um, food. Yeah, food. Food. Food's always a good food, one. Food, especially – this is our last Mailbag Friday before Thanksgiving. Ooh. So yes. bring it if, Bring the heat, guys. We any any your questions before we get to that. Quick thoughts last night on some action across the state. Now you were at Malakoff and Jefferson. Yes, and Jefferson uh, scored two touchdowns in two plays. Yeah, Jefferson scored <laughs> on the first two plays. Their first two offensive plays. Um, really explosive. That's that's a really good Jefferson team. Uh, it's, it's a shame 
they uh, played Malakoff in the second round. Cause that was a really that was a third or fourth round type matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the difference was Malakoff's offensive line. Mm-hmm. They really controlled things last night, and and just Jefferson would put nine guys in the box and just still couldn't stop them. Uh, Malakoff's got a really dynamic offense. They've got a lot of good two running backs. Uh, Darian Peace back at quarterback is you know he quarterbacked him last year to the title game. Uh, Andreas Garrett's back at receiver. They've got a couple of other kind of uh, H-back tight end types that are real tall that kind of over the middle can make plays. So really dynamic and balanced offense for Malakoff. Um, defense, a little shaky, especially in the secondary. Um, I think that's probably where I might have some questions about Malakoff, especially winning a title. Um, I think the defense has a lot has some concerns. But they're probably, would you agree that they're, they remain the favorite in Region 2? Yes, they're still the favorite in Region 2, although I th- I do think um, potentially uh, a Malakoff-Gladewater um, regional final would be very interesting. So I think Gladewater, Gladewater's a little up and down, but if, I think if Gladewater plays to their paper, uh-huh. I think they can beat Malakoff. But Gladewater hasn't been near as consistent as Malakoff has. Um, elsewhere across the state, we were talking before we came on the air, um, I think there were seventeen. There were I think there are there are twenty total games. Yeah. Uh, seventeen. We 11 did do man that games. math the other day. Yeah. <laughs> there are seventeen eleven man games. Um, I think I went twenty and zero. I think you went seventeen and zero. I think yes. it's like I think it's like it was extremely like almost bizarrely chalky last night. Yep, very chalky. There were some interesting scores and yeah. how the games played out, but as far as who won, I don't think there were there were any any upsets at all. The only thing. Um, Argyle got mm-hmm. a Close snootful. Yeah. They of needed Stephenville. they needed yeah. a lot of Bo Hogaboom and Cole Kirk, Kirkpatrick last Eight night. Eight touchdowns yeah. and five for Kirkpatrick. Yeah. They um, needed everything to beat Steven. And I was I w- and I thought Arg- Stephenville would play Argyle closer because I saw the the season opener and Stephenville just got drilled. But Argyle seems to be to strike me as a team that peaks very early. And I think a team like Stephenville, especially in their first year head coach, got a little bit better and as the season went along. And you could see they clo- they definitely closed that gap. Yeah. Um, again, the thing with Argyle is that defense is is it hasn't come back to bite them yet. But man, they they give up a lot of points. Would it be La Vega next round? Uh, round four. Round four. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, the Argyle is going to get the winner of Alvarado and Brownwood. And I think Brownwood. I think Brownwood is interesting. I Brownwood's think, I think interesting. A Brown, I, I'm interested in an Argyle Brownwood. That's game. in a, that's an Apogee Stadium tonight. That is an Apogee, Apogee Stadium tonight. Yeah, so yeah. That's, that's a weird location for yeah, Brownwood and Alvarado. Very different. Um, Dumas Dumas survived a scare from Seminole, but they got through. Yeah, Dumas did their defense. You know, mm-hmm. Seminole. I think I think eight of their points came off of a block punt. I think I think they allowed a long touchdown run, and then Seminole scored off of a block punt. I think next week. Uh, that matchup, Dumas's defense against that Decatur offense, is going to be uh, a lot of fun. Uh, Brock and Denver City ended up not being a contest. It ended up being fifty-five fourteen. Brock. Yeah, all the computers thought Brock and Denver City was going to be close, and we talked about going to that game. Yeah. Um. And but it's just it's just this. I had, like, that, I had Brock, that feeling. Say what Brock. you want about Brock, and I don't think that they're I don't think they're the favorite in that region, but. Um, I do think that they are paddle tested at the very least, for sure. And, and I don't think Denver playoff, City is. Yeah, in these, in these type of playoff games, and Brock seems to be peaking at the right time. They'll play the winner of Whitesboro and Bushland. Yes, yes, correct? they will. Yeah. Bushland's a favorite. Um, I, I think Bushland would be a problem. Mm-hmm. Yes, for Brock. Yeah, because Bushland's dynamic offensively. Yeah. Um, Whitesboro needed a unless Bushland's going to turn. The, uh, I think Whitesboro pulled the upset last week, but you know. Two pick sixes and I think four turnovers total helped. I don't know if Bushland's going to play that sloppy, so I, I think Bushland takes that one tonight. We will have at least one uh, another um, new 
uh, finalists this year as New Deal goes down. 44-13 in the hands of Hawley. And this game, that's not even as close. Like, honestly, that's not as that's That no, score is game was 44 than nothing. Game was. Yeah. That, game, that game was a dominant effort from Colton Marshall. <laughs> New Deal was a good team this year, but the, the two elite teams they played blew them away. Yeah. And I think you could tell. And I know injuries didn't help New Deal this year, but they, mm-hmm. were, they were definitely down from last Staying year. Staying in 281. Can we talk about Refurio for a second? I watched the first half of this game, and I got to tell you, I was kind of shocked at how effectively Thorndale was running the ball on them. Mm-hmm. They were gashing them. This game was 20-20 at halftime. Now, look, they shored up, and they, they, they bowed up, and they won, pulled away 49-20 in the second half. But that is the kind of game, uh, and again, I, I never, all due respect to Thorndale, I never felt like Thorndale was going to beat them. Because eventually they're going to figure it out, and I trust Refurio's offense. And they did. More. They figured it out. In the they figure half. it out. Yeah. But you know who's next week? Uh, a little team named Shiner. Shiner. And you know what they're really good at? Running the ball. Yeah. And they're better defensively. They're just better all around. They're better all they're, around. They're more speed than Thorndale. They're better up so. front. They got more weapons. Uh, that, that could be a really uh, fun game Friday. That, that game's already set. I mean, if 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 Shiner, I think the winner of Shiner and Hearn is playing Refurio next Friday night at Rutledge Stadium. At Rutledge, that'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, R.I.P. to the Kendry Miller experience. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw Not they got you know. Yeah, D- I, Dawson's 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 playing, really good, man. Yeah, they're playing really well. But uh, the guy who at one point was was leading the nation or leading the state in rushing. Uh, his season comes to a close, Kendra Miller. But t- congratulations to Dawson. They're through the regional semifinal. Hamlin took care of Quana. Stratford put did bad things to McCamey. Uh, a couple six man results. We're gonna get uh, we're gonna get Gordon versus Strawn round two in what will be a regional final next week on Thanksgiving Day. Love it. That's a, big, that's a big so six exciting. man. I'm, I'm not a six man guy, but I know Gordon and Strawn is a huge six that's man rivalry. That's a huge rivalry. That's yeah. like one. That's like the six man rivalry. Anyway, TexasBall.com slash scores for all scores. All right. We got about thirty minutes to do some some questions. Does anybody have any questions, Ashley? Quite a bit of them. Um, we'll start off with this. Uh, Dusty Sumter wants to know how will Industrial Vanderbilt Cobras do tonight? Ah, now I know you're very high on Vanderbilt's Industrial. They are, yeah. Um, Coach Dixon's done a heck of a job there. Um, I think they're a favorite tonight. Um, against I can Marion. They're taking on Marion. Yeah, yeah, Marion's not quite as strong as they were last year. Eight and three. Um, Computer has them as a 14 point. Yeah, I, I think all your computer projections at TexasFootball.com. Yeah, if you're an insider, you can. Yes. Get you already knew that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think they're the favorite here. Uh, Industrial's really good defensively. That's that's the thing that's impressed me all year is how good that defense has been. And that that win over Hallettsville continues to age really well. Yeah, it does. And, and by the way, let's say they get past Marion. I think, and, and let's say Columbus gets by Randolph, which is not a given. But Randolph's pretty good. But. Industrial and Columbus in a, in a, in a regional a fun, semifinal is regional a semifinal. fun yeah. matchup. Two teams that are really trending upward. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, and, and still, what I've maintained is, is one of the more wide-open, kind of wild-ass regions is, is Region 4 of 3A Division Yeah, because the last couple of years, you know, it's been Yoakum and Goliad and Edna, kind of those three kind of running things. And this year, it's 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 anybody. It could be guess. George West. It could be Jordanton or Hallettsville. Uh, it could be Industrial. It could be Columbus. Yeah, it's I mean, a, it's, it's a five- or six-horse yeah, race. Exactly right. And Edna's still there if they want to get hot. What's next, Ashley? Um, Elvin... Bryce asked, uh, do you still have Highland Park to win the region after last night? I don't have them winning the region. I didn't have them winning the region. I I have Lancaster so winning they, the region. They, yeah, you have Lancaster. Mm-hmm. I have uh, Lone Star. I have Lone Star. Yeah. Um, I think that 
I don't know. Like they 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 looked they looked good against Magnolia last night. Yeah. In, in the last night half. didn't change anything no. for me. So, I think. Yeah, it didn't. It wasn't like a state. I mean, they yeah, yeah no. they kept it close at Look, first. But I mean, you knew Highland Park was gonna Highland Park. Well, and that's the thing is now they're gonna get they're gonna get Lone Star next week probably yeah. if Lone Star beats College Station, which they should. They should. They should. This is not a vintage college yeah. station team. Yeah. Um, they should. And this is the team that beat them on their home turf. And the question is, have they found an answer for two two things? Two things. One, have they found? Have they cracked the code on the Lone Star defense? Which, by the way, basically nobody has, mm, right? This year. And two, have they found an answer for Marvin Mims? That's it. That's. I mean, those are the two questions. And and right now, you know, I'll, I'm gonna, I'm gonna noodle on it. I want to see what Lone Star does tonight against against College Station, but. I mean, I'm. It's hard to beat a team twice. I totally get that. Mm-hmm. But I'm kind of inclined to lean towards uh, towards Highland Park, or I'm sorry, towards Lone Star. In this Lone Star got done, it, and, and it'd be pretty amazing for them to beat Highland Park twice. That would be uh, that would be a that's singular a, accomplishment. Yeah, I, and I don't know if anyone's done that in recent memory for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. What's next, Ashley? Um, up next, let's see. Will the Sand Crabs make a state run? That was from Michael Williams. Ah, uh, mm, I, I think they can win the region. I think they win the region. They'll be heavy underdogs against Region Three. They will. They yeah, yeah. Look, I'm more bullish on them than, than I think you are. I'm more bullish on the idea of a Region Four team beating a Region Three team because really? I wonder if the okay. Region Three teams are going to beat each other up. And beyond that, I mean, go back to last year, right? Where it was Fort Bend Marshall who looked like this runaway freight train. I understand that there were some off-field things yeah, that were going yeah. on they were dealing with. Um, but they looked like a runaway freight train. And and from a talent perspective, were just overwhelming favorites against Cal Allen. And they needed a late stop to win. Um, I kind of feel the same way with Calhoun. Is That offense is really hard to game plan for. It is. In it's, one it's, week. It's a pain. And especially, and I think that's where you see it, is in those semifinals. Because up there, let's say it's Manville. Manville's my pick to come out of Region 3. It could be Fort Pitt Marshall. It could be a Consolidated. It could be any number of teams. When they play that team, be it Calhoun or Cal Allen, they are used to playing a bunch of spread teams. All those teams in Region 3, basically, run the same offense. Yeah, there's no variation. No. I think Huntsville's kind of more pro style, but yeah. other than that, they're all. But aside from that, it's you're, all you're pretty much spread off. Spread, yeah. Right. Here comes the double slot, and you've got to figure it out in one week, and it's tough. It is tough. Whereas Calhoun has definitely played a spread team. You know yes. what I mean? And so, Calhoun, to their credit, is much better defensively this year than they have been in the past. Totally agree. Especially against the pass. So can they make a run to state? Yeah, absolutely. Now, would I pick them to win a state championship right now? No. I still think that Toledo's to lose, mm-hmm. but you know, I think I I'm bullish on I, I think that the schematic advantage that Region Four has over Region Three gives them problems, and I think that I think that's borne itself out the past couple of years. I mean, heck, go back to that Alito Cal Allen title game, right? Yeah, Cal well, Allen game playing the heck out of Alito and and almost pulled, beat almost him. pulled it off. Yeah, that would have been one of the great upsets. Yeah. But anyway, what's next, Ashley? Um, unless you were talking about another Sand Crabs, in which case I don't know. <laughs> the only one. I think so yeah. Sure. Um, what about a couple people have asked about Balmeray versus Borden County? Ah, it's a huge, huge game tonight. Um, if you go down to the to the to the six man ranks, uh, this is it's actually a really nice night in, in six man ranks. Uh, Balmeray will get Ro- uh, will get uh, Ro- Rankin, who beat Ropes last night. Uh, if they, whoever wins this Ropes game, Ropes last game in six man. Yes, they're moving up to eleven man. Oh wow. Uh, so Balmeray is a a squad that is I think peaking at the right time which is a tr- which is just a Vance Jones thing to do. Uh they're playing ex- they're playing exceptionally well right now uh which makes them I think I think they were my pick 
and I'm going to stick with them. But Borden County's defense, I think, is is a game game breaker in this game. Their defense has been exceptional all year long, and I think that they've got the horses to slow down uh, these this, this kind of offense that you see from Balmeray. Um The guy to know probably is the running back for, for Borden County and Tommy Kingston. Uh, he throws the ball a little bit, but they got Trey Edwards as well. This is a really balanced Borden County team. For Balmeray, they have got to find a way to crack the code against what's been one of the best defenses in six-man football uh, in Borden County. Uh, I think it's close. I think that the winner of this game, um, look, Rankin already beat Balmeray, but I think we'd love to see Volume 2, um, and I think that would be a really good regional final. But I think if Borden County, I'll say this, I think if Borden County wins this game, I think that they, they might be your favorite to come out of not just uh, Region 2, but arguably uh, to come out of the left side of the bracket, depending on what you think of McLean uh, or Ira. So, yeah, there's some thoughts. Um, Tony asked, he said, speaking of rematches, uh, Westbrook and Strzok Jesuit in week two, it was 61-21. How does a team make up 40 points in the same season? Uh, it's tough. It's real tough. Mm-hmm. But Argyle almost, I mean, Stephenville almost did it last night. Yeah. yeah. But I think I'll say this. If you want to make the argument for this game being closer, I think Westbrook is your understandable favorite. But if you want to make this argument for this being closer, one, teams certainly grow and change over the course of a season. Mm-hmm. And teams, you health, see around teams' health, health changes. Yeah. I think Strake Jesuit's defense is playing significantly better than it was then. And they've still got some weapons. This is still an offense that we were very high on. Um, and the other thing is that Clay Kubiak is going to unload the bag. He's going to say, all right, nothing to lose here. They're, yeah. they're going to hold nothing back. Get week two games, you see a lot of vanilla offenses. You know what I mean? That's why, a lot of base stuff. That's why I would not be surprised if we get North Shore Katie next week if that game is significantly different than it was. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because of health. And because of uh, and because like you, everything is on the table, and so I think there's a, a greater sense of urgency, which could for sure close that. I mean, game. it happened last year. Strike handled Westbrook in the first game, not by 40 points, obviously, mm-hmm. but strike. You know, it's just the old saying: it's tough to beat a team twice yeah. in one year. And and I still think Westbrook's the favorite. Yeah, but I th- I definitely think it's going to be a close game. I think it'll be closer. Strike Strike's got a lot of confidence. That that win over Pearland has has to have them thinking they can they can take on anybody. Yeah, exactly. Exactly right. I think that I think. And, you know, look, uh, I think you're right. Westbrook's a favorite, but I'd be interested to see. I, I would be surprised if this game's decided by 40 points. I'd, I'll yeah. just say that. Um, so this was a comment that came after the uh, intro. Ruben Rhea said, um, if this was New York, it would be yes, yes, use guys. Thought that true. was funny. It's true. Um, but then also Christopher asked, uh, Step, did you give our good friend Amanda Atwell any Valley food advice? Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, she went to Costa Mesa. She messaged me and said she went to Costa Mesa. Uh, for dinner yesterday, and and it was everything she dreamed of. Amanda Atwell is a uh, a, a, a TV reporter who is moving, making the I would say not unprecedented, but probably pretty rare move. Yeah, mm-hmm. from Amarillo to is it Harlingen? Yeah, Harlingen, she's working at one yeah. of the TV stations in Harlingen. Yeah. so she actually she she grew up not far from where she grew up in Keller, so oh. you know, she knows yes. people that we know. So. She is making she's making that long that she made that long drive. That is. <laughs> At this time of year, though, definitely a good uh, transition for yeah, the weather. Yeah, be a little warmer. Yeah, <laughs> that's she an upgrade. Was, she was weather. pretty that's excited about that. That's definitely upgrade yeah. weather. Yeah. yeah. What's next, Ashley? Um, what about Paul Foster wants to know Andrew? Your thoughts on Andrews and Pampa? Pointsy. Pointsy. Yeah. Pointsy. 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 <laughs> yes. Pointsy. Yeah. Uh, I think both of these offenses are on fire right now. Yeah. We talked about this on Tep and Step. Um, yeah, it was one of the games I highlighted. Yeah. But. And read my preview in the preview yeah. as well. Yeah. But Brett Leach, 
has been insane. It's a great quarterback matchup. Yes. Both Brett Leach and Tucker Bridwell have put up huge numbers. Yeah. I think I think it's going to come down to which defense. I mean, th- th- with these two offenses, it's going to come down to which defense can, can slow, get, uh, get, a, yeah. get a stop. Like, I hate to say it, but, like, it's almost going to come down to, like, one quarterback mistake. Yeah. You know, it's going it's to come down yeah. to trying to fit in a tight window gets picked off. You know, like, like th- I, this is the kind of game that – I would be really surprised if the winner doesn't need 50 points. You know? Oh, yeah. It's going to be over-under. We're looking at 95, probably. Yeah. I, Andrews is a little more playoff-tested, um, so I just give the slight edge to Andrews. Um, but I think it's going to be a heck, of a heck of a game. I think this will be a really fun match. If you just if you just want to go out there and watch just, like, two offenses playing at an extremely high level, going, like, slug for slug, I think that game's going to be really fun. What about... Uh, Michael Rodriguez wants to know about Sundown and Lindsay. Saw Sundown. I saw Sundown last week. That's right, you did. Yeah. What yeah. would you think? Uh, Christian Huey is is, awesome. is fun. Yeah. He he is a he's not he's not the the build that I that I thought he would be. Mm. He's he's he's, he's slight. Like, he, no no no. He's he. I thought he was slight. Is he not? No. He's he's. He's probably going 180, 190, about 5'8". I mean, he's – but he – He's beefy? Yes, he's beefy. But he he's <laughs> athletic as all get out. I mean, he can move. He's great great feet. He's – he can do it all. Well, and I think I, – I like Sundown in this game. I think they're getting they're getting healthy at the right time. They had some injuries, and, and they're they're battle-tested. And I, I, I like Sundown. They've got a – now they're going up against a, another another great quarterback matchup because Colt Shuckers for Lindsey has been That's a great name, too. Awesome. Colt he's, Shuckers. He's already over 3,000 – That's a football name He's right already there. over 3,000 yards passing on the season. This guy has been awesome. Uh, they've got a great running back as well uh, in Jace Eddington. This is a, an offense that can, that can certainly put up points. When Lindsey has lost um, – and their defense has been basically great. The question is going to – like, when they've lost – They've lost – so this is a team averaging about – I'm going to do some back-of-the-envelope math here. Averaging about 35 points a game, okay? About 35 points a game. When they have lost, they score 22 against Munster and 18 against White Wright. So you want to know how you beat them is you just keep them off the scoreboard. Mm-hmm. Now, both those games were also really close. So their defense is bowed up and played excellent defense. The onus is going to be on the sundown defense to slow yes. down uh, – slow down uh, – do, slow them down, keep this game lower scoring because – you know, now I don't. I, I also don't think I'm looking up and down their their record. All due respect to our buddy Brady Keen at Winters, I don't think that they have played an offense quite like they're going to see here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you know, or rather that's I know Lindsay, if, I mean, if uh, if Sundown if Lindsey wins, they'll play Holly Friday night in Graham. In Graham. Yep, I know that. I don't know if Sundown wins. I'm not sure. Start making your holiday plans, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. What's next? Question? Um, what are uh, where did it go? Hang oh, on. where'd it go? Man, where I did it go, up, Ashley? I straight up lost the question that I was gonna go. Oh yeah, yeah. Meese wants to know: uh, Can y'all give me a convincing points to go see Lampasas in Pflugerville tonight? Ace Whitehead. Yeah, Ace, yeah. The Lampasas offense <laughs> against the Gonzalez. Yeah, and Gonzalez's defense is fun. That's it's a legit. fun matchup. That's yeah. a that's a fun matchup. The Gonzalez defense against Lampasas offense. Now, I think Lampasas offense has the edge. Yeah. But if you want to see a fun offense and, and, and one of the most fun players in the state, go watch Lampasas. And you want to see him get it. challenged. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah they like, can. He'll yeah. take a legit challenge in this one. They're mm-hmm. not going to they're not gonna get to pull him in the second half or anything like that. Should be a fun matchup. Yeah. Go see him. Um, yeah. What's next, Ashley? <laughs> so I, th- I thought I had another point. You I don't. <laughs> My point is he's Whitehead. Um, so Vincent Marquez says, what determines the winner of Abilene Cooper slash Azel game tonight? Both teams are close in numbers on paper. I think it's Cooper. If Cooper's defense 
does what they've been doing and forces turnovers, they're, they're going to win the game. Yeah, they've they've thrived off of turnovers all year. If they do that again, they'll they'll beat Azel. But I, if they don't turn the ball over, I'm not sure they can stop Azel. Azel's offense is really good. Yeah, Azel's offense is lighting it up. And and the thing you're, that's an interesting point. I don't know. I would I would love to see like the yardage numbers on Cooper. It would not surprise me if this is a team that gives up a lot of yards. You look at the, their their game against Del Va- El Paso Del Valle last week, and they didn't roll. They I think they had six interceptions. That was the key in the game. Yeah, they, and they returned two of them for touchdowns. Yeah, they didn't just plow through Del Valle in the stat book. It's it's their defense's opportunistic and forces turnovers. Yeah. and I, I think if they do that again, they'll, they'll if win. If you play clean, if, if Azel plays a clean game, they'll win basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Cooper has Cooper's has, been doing it all year. Cooper's been forcing a lot of people to make a lot of mistakes. I think mistakes. the one game they didn't t- turn over, they lost. Yep. I don't think they turned Amarillo over over very much, and they lost. Yep. So, what's next, Ashley? Um, step. How was Canada? Uh, it was cold last week when I was up there. It was it was two feet of snow. Y'all saw the pictures. It looked Ottawa. What what did, what did Poochie say? <laughs> it was a snow covered hellscape. It is what really he is. said. It's yeah. An, so, but it's it's hellscape. Ottawa's a cool town. I would recommend visiting in the summer. I just want to point out. That Matt Step is currently rolling, rolling three wide, with a computer and two cell phones. Yeah, I'm on this, my lunch you break. Think, you think this guy doesn't grind? Yeah, this guy is grinding. I'm on my lunch break at my day job. So, president uh, business. He's getting yeah. he's getting matchup information as far as where games are going to be played. This guy's grinding over yes, here. Yes, yes. What's next? <laughs> um, another thing, uh, Richard Cummings asks, uh, will there be replay again during the state championships this year? Yes. Do you know that? Yes. yes. So that is, from what I understand, that has now been put in as a permanent mm-hmm. until uh, Until advised otherwise, yes. right? Yeah. Uh, last year, was, or two years ago, they did kind of not secret, but they didn't make a big deal out of it. But They, 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 they were doing a, a behind-the-scenes trial behind run. behind-the-scenes trial yeah. run. Last year, I think what you could file under pilot program, they were trying it out. Um, I think technically they are still in the pilot program, and that has to be voted on to be in, uh, be fully institutionalized. These things have a way. Yeah. If, if you go into yeah. year two of a pilot program, you're probably going to do That's exactly it. right. Mm-hmm. Is that, look, if we're getting technical, is it officially, officially for everything? No. But talking with folks at the UIL, they were, and talking with folks at TASO, they were because that's a big part of this too. Mm-hmm. Is they have to they have to come to an agreement with with the uh, officials as well. Both organizations were extremely pleased with the way it went last year. It would be a shocker if if they were to take it away anytime soon. Yep, that's not official official, but that's reading the. Oh, you said it. Greg Tepper said it. It's on. <laughs> it's on the internet. It must Greg be true. Tepper, UIL representative. Yes. Oh lord. What's next, Ashley? Um, Dan wants to know Mejia versus Sunnyvale. Uh, let's talk about your boy Sandoval. I think Mejia's got a great shot in this game. Mejia, Mejia is um, – they're the cat with nine lives, man. They're, they will not go away. And they are going to win if they bust out the throwback helmets. If they bust out the throwback helmets, they're winning. That's the undisputed. I, I, mean, don't think, I don't think there's any – I don't know if Mrs. Sandoval's watching the watching the stream right now, but if she is, she needs to tell her husband to uh, be smart and wear the throwback helmets. Um, You know, Sunnyvale, I think, got – it was not pretty last week necessarily against Pittsburgh, but it was an important win, mm-hmm. I think, for just for the shape of to that. To get program. over that, yes. kind of like Dumas a couple of weeks ago when they when they mm-hmm. beat Hershey, just to get get that you know that the proverbial monkey off their back, so to speak. Um, the the number here's the thing, the numbers are gonna like Sunnyvale in this one. Let me just check. The computer has Sunnyvale as a six point favorite. I think it's a coin flip game. Yeah, I think it's a coin flip game. The way because the one thing you cannot I think, and, and you got to remember, the computer is taking every game as if they are the exact same. 
the one thing you cannot underestimate about Mahe is I think they're playing their best football right now. And they are battle tested coming yes. out, coming out of that district. Yeah. So it would not be a surprise like the like this would be by the computer standards an upset. It would not be an upset at any point. Mm. Now Trip Makeda for uh for Sunnyvale can take over this game. He's a stud. Mahea's gotta get pressure. Mahea's yeah. got to get to him yeah. and not let him pick them apart. Yeah, because he will. Yes. Uh this is a great game. That's a super under the radar game mm. that I'm really excited about. What about uh, Iowa Park and Dalhart. I think Iowa Park rolls. Ah, uh, yeah. I I love the Wolves. Trent Green. Yeah, but yeah. Trent Green is has been excellent for Iowa Park. Yeah, they are very quietly putting it together. Um, I think they're I think they're what are they? Are they 10 they're getting one? Up, they're ten and one. They lost to Brock in yeah. week two. They're getting a little overshadowed by uh, Estacado and Greenwood in Region One, but they're the defending regional champs. Yeah. So they're yeah they're they're a big favorite against Dalhart. I, I I would say so. Dalhart. Um, nice win over Snyder last week, but the problem is Dalhart. Dalhart, um, I don't know if their offense you can just keep up. Like, let's just say, like, if, if Iowa Park just says, "Hey, why don't we just both not play defense?" Like, Iowa Park's got the firepower mm-hmm. to do it. And I'm just not sure Dalhart does. That's kind of where I'm at on it. What is next, Ashley Pickle? What about? Let's get some four reaction in here. Carthage and uh, Carthage. Lumberg. Yeah, uh, Carthage names their score. You Sorry, can, yeah. uh, even yeah. though they're on the road, that's a Carthage. That they don't is that at Lumberton? Yeah, because they, they wanted to play on Thursday originally, but I believe Carthage's girls' volleyball team is in the state championship. Ooh. Played yesterday in the semifinals, and Coach Surratt's daughter is on the volleyball team, mm. so they didn't want to play Thursday. So they moved to Friday, couldn't get the stadium they wanted, so they just decided to home-and-home home flip it, and Lumberton uh, won the flip. And that's, um, that's, Lumber- the only, that's the only thing Lumberton's winning. Uh, Lumberton is a 40-point dog tonight. Yeah, great. The computer. Yeah, great season, Lumberton. Um, Ronald Hughes asks, where is the Fox Sports Southwest Football Friday show broadcast from? Since I'm never at the studio, would you like to answer that? <laughs> You've been to the studio. I've seen oh, you I, there. Yeah, I mean, I'm there, but yeah. not during the show hours. No. Uh, Football Friday is broadcast from the Fox Sports Southwest Palatial Studios uh, in Irving. <clears throat> They're in Irving, and so um, that's where I will be. So you should watch Football Friday tonight as well as Scoreboard. I should also tell you, because my bosses want me to tell you this, this is the last Friday night mm-hmm. Uh, of the stuff, because we're Foot- switching. Football Friday, the final football. <clears throat> oh, no oh, oh gosh! You get choked oh, up talking he's, about it. Get choked he's, up. He's, tough. He's so football sad. Friday, <laughs> the final football Friday is moving to Saturday, uh, next Saturday for a couple of reasons. Is it still called Football Friday though? Yeah, we're going to call it Football <laughs> Friday on Saturday. And then it's, the and then it's, Saturday and edition. And then it's high school scoreboard live. The Emmy okay. award winning high yes. school scoreboard. Back to two back. time Emmy award. Back to back. Um, it's a dynasty. We, we, and we'll do that until really the 14th. But we, yeah, so we will do, well, scoreboard goes all the way through state championship games. That's what closes out the title games, stuff like that. Uh, and there is there are rumblings that we'll have an expanded scoreboard of state. Mm-hmm. We'll have an expand, like a longer show. Normally we go an hour. We might go a little longer. There are rumblings. That's not official. Don't mm-hmm. tell people once about that. It's the word um, on the street. Can we race this on the internet? No, um, it's on there. Yeah, so we are in, uh, so please watch that. And yeah, next week, there's two reasons, actually. Uh, if I can pull back the curtain. Yeah. One is that um, it's really hard to get people to, you know, like to, to, to gather everybody after, you know, the uh, the, 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 the holiday and stuff <laughs> like that. It's just hard. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, and this is true, Fox, so f- football, uh, Southwest has the rights to the Mavericks, the Stars, mm-hmm. the Thunder, and the Pelicans. And the Spurs, too, And the Spurs. Right? And the Spurs. Yeah. Five. Oh, don't and guess what? The Spurs. All five of them are playing the day after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Wow. All five of them. So we would have been broadcasting the show on Fox Sports Go, the app. Yeah. And As opposed to Saturday, where 
None no of them place. Yeah. So we will have free reign of the place. There and there's go. gonna be some good games. And so. there'll be good games. Yeah. So yeah. So it'll be a little bit different. But uh, if you want to tune into the Friday finale of Football Friday, a lot of highlights. I bet because a lot all the Friday afternoon Black Friday games. You'll have a lot of highlights. It'll be a big. Yeah. yeah it'll be a it'll be a fun fun game or a fun show next week, and we'll we'll put a bow on this my seventh season of Football Friday. What's and next? My actually? first. Um, Mart in Detroit. Mart. Mart. <laughs> Guys, you guys are asking some. Like, I actually, I actually know are, Detroit's basketball coach, and he's a good dude. And I told Coach, I told Coach Savage, uh, yeah, you, you get ready to roll out the basketballs this week. It's gonna uh, be rough. It's another team. T's in, and P's. Detroit. Another team in Mart that is just like put aside the fact that like I just think Mart's the better team than Detroit. There's that. I also think Mart is playing their best football right now. Which they is were young and they're 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 improving. They're rapidly. growing up yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Mart and Detroit. Mart Mart's a big favorite. Mart is a. I bet they're. Do I, bet I, they're even, least, I bet they're fifty plus favorites tonight. Forty seven. Yeah. Um. So I had a question asked about some food in Denton. Uh, Josh Chapa mm. is going to the Brownwood Alvarado game. Uh, okay. Best pregame in Denton, in my opinion. We go would be to Denton. the Queen of Denton. Noted. <laughs> de- no, noted Denton expert. <laughs> um, if you're looking for a very very good burger, LSA on the square is the place to go. Um, if you are looking for Mexican food, there is a little. Mexican shop in a strip mall back there that doesn't look like it would be any good. It's called uh, El Matador. That one's really good. Or uh, Roosters, right off the square. Roosters, Roosters is Road good. House I've been to Roosters. So good. And get the chips. Like they, it, all the meals come with chips, and you can pay extra to get fried and stuff. Don't pay extra to get it. The chips are homemade, and they are so yeah, good. Gabe Brooks took me to Roosters once when we covered a game. John Tyler and McKinney North at Apogee, and it was, mm. I, I, I co-signed. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. And then uh, one more food question here. Uh, Matt, this Into one's it. for you. Richard asked, uh, have you ever been to Ray's Drive-In in Lufkin? I have not. He I said, not. if you haven't, you need to. Mm. Well, next time I'm in Lufkin, I, if they're list. open, I will check it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, next time. They're, they're, they can still host some playoff games. Potentially, yeah. Potentially. For sure. I'm trying, they, to, they I'm trying to think of like those East like Texas versus Golden Triangle yeah. games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they could. Out there at John Outlaw Field. Um, what determines the game between Salado and Pleasant Grove tonight? That one's from Jesse. It's uh, uh, tomorrow. It's Saturday. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, he said tomorrow. That okay. was my bad. No, no, you're good. Uh, I think Salado's got to control the football. Yeah. Keep Pleasant Grove's offense off the field, and hope for a couple of mistakes because Pleasant, Pleasant Grove's the big favorite here. The thing I would say, yeah, the computers are twenty-three point favorites. The thing I would say is that Salado, if you're talking about a team that can. I don't think they can go. There's not many teams that I think can go score for score with Pleasant Grove, but Salado's got some. They got some 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 juice. They got some offense that if for some reason, if 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 PG's defense no shows, Salado can make them pay and they can make this game sweaty in the fourth quarter. That said, like PG's defense is probably not no showing. I would just say that. So I will say I, I'm I'm a fan of the Slato offense. I just don't think their defense is going to be able to slow them down, uh, and I'm not sure they're going to be able to hold on to the ball long enough to keep the PG offense. Yeah, field. and PG the the stars PG's kind of home home away from home. Yeah, yeah, they, that's right. They play well. Who would they play last year in that semifinal? They played. They uh, murdered they, someone. They, they they played Pittsburgh in the quarters and then played uh, Iowa, Iowa Park, Park in the semifinal. And the year before they, they, they committed a felony against Iowa. Park. The year before they committed a felony against Graham in the semifinals. Yeah. What's next? Um, has there ever been any recent 11-man playoffs games on Thanksgiving? Yeah. Uh, two, years ago, two years ago, Hamlin and Wheeler played in Vernon. Three years ago, West Rusk played Paul Pewitt in Longview. Didn't have any last year, but there's there's a, every two or three years there's there's some. So hopefully there will be one this year, but 
you know, I don't, I don't get my hopes up. Yeah. We got three food questions. We got time for that. Well, let's rattle them off. These rattle them off. All right. Um, it's a special Thanksgiving pre-Thanksgiving <laughs> yes. pre pre-game show. Uh, Sean Burnett said, "Step, do you need a Frenchie's chicken sandwich delivery on Saturday?" Ooh. Uh, I would love it. Uh, but I, I think I'm, I think I'm having brec- lunch pre-game with Marcus Gutierrez at Spanky's Pizza. So oh. I appreciate the offer, though. Sean Burnett is the goat who delivered Frenchies to the press box and made Mike Craven love me forever at 2014 <laughs> state championships in NRG. The best fle- best press box flex of all time, bringing fl- Frenchies into the press box. <laughs> yeah, Mike, Cra- Mike Craven. Mike Craven would have gone to war for you at yes. that moment. You're yes. like, you're like, he's like my captain. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, okay, heading to Laredo, where should Mike Paris eat? Uh, you know, Laredo, honestly, is not the best food town out there. Like, usually when I go to Laredo, I just eat at Palenque Grill. And I think Mike Paris is from the Valley, which they have Palenque Grills in the Valley. So, mm. I mean, it's really not a great food town, to be perfectly honest. There's a barbecue place, but it's, like, in a real sketchy part of town. So, uh, <laughs> Is it worth the risk? <laughs> uh, if it's daytime, yeah. I, w- I probably wouldn't go there after, after dark, though. All right. It's not a great food town, though. <laughs> And then finally, Tepper, we can direct this one at you. What is your go-to Thanksgiving dessert? <coughs> <laughs> Look how happy Look, he is. <laughs> I love pumpkin pie, okay? And it has to be, like, you got to have some pumpkin pie on there. But pecan pie is also mm-hmm. elite. I will just say that it needs to be in pie form. Whatever you eat for Thanksgiving, <laughs> make it a pie. Don't come to me with your stupid Thanksgiving cake. I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want cobbler. I don't want that. I want pie. This is one of the days in which God gave us to eat pie. So please, <laughs> come up with whatever you want. My brother, this is a new bit for my brother. My brother starts doing like homemade pies, and he'll do like four or five of them, and they're all really, really good. Uh, so, yeah, there was that. Buttermilk pie is also very good as well. Buttermilk pie is legit. Uh, but, yeah, pumpkin pie, one, pecan pie, two, and then uh, fruit pie of your choosing, three be my choice step any input I, i'm not i'm not a i'm not a big dessert guy actually um ha, so i'm, and I'm not I, I did know that and i'm team not pie i don't really like pie very much so Seem, yeah just, like my desserts are like i just like brownies and chocolate chip cookies like that's about all i i do so I uh the the sketchy mike paris i saw in the comments that he does sketchy so if you do sketchy it's called briskets and beer smokehouse in laredo <laughs> briskets and beer i'm gonna agree with the pump or the pecan pie i don't like sweets a whole lot but i will have myself a little slice of pecan pie pecan pie is great especially it's if it's it like it's good my granny makes a uh some kind of chocolate cream pie too thing that's actually really really good yeah if your granny makes it it's pro- yeah everything's exactly probably right. good I mean, yeah grandma absolutely. makes it it's oh good. you gotta get to your big boy job right? yes so i have to go out to work and you're going to the you'll be with ashley tonight yeah i think i think, I think all of dctf yeah, is basically gonna ha- be there most <laughs> of the dctf crew is gonna be at, uh, and then tomorrow i'm going to houston for the doubleheader at nrg so yeah, Dickinson, Tascacita, Cedar Park, and Friendswood. Wow. How yeah. exciting. Yes. So. <laughs> well, I will be chained to a desk in a studio in Irving. So, And, Ashley, you'll be at the AT&T as well, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I'll you be there. Some Super Bowl? Are you going to have Super Bowl nachos with me, Ashley? <gasps> Oh. Please do it on the Why air. Why not? <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> I should bring an order of Super Bowl nachos down to Ashley yes, on the air. Like, if you like, bring them down, I will. Like, I will do it. <laughs> Alan is driving for the time. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes. yes, that'd be really good. All right, that's gonna do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at TCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com for Ashley Pickle and Matt Step. I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please meet your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you Monday on Texas Football Today.